Welcome back to episode 20, season 2, with Jessica Grace and myself. We just are so excited to be here in 2022. These two years, 2020 and 2021, felt like blur. We just couldn't have imagined that 2020 would feel like 2020. Um, What I mean by that is 2021 felt like the same as 2020. So funny, just as I'm saying it, I get all tongue twisted about it because, you know, we, in the beginning, we recap in this interview, 2020, 21, just in case you missed my solo episode 19 reflectured reflections not reflection reflections of an inspired mission you might want to listen to that one as well it's super juicy like most of the goddess episodes what happened for me in 2021 with working with my amazing business consultant coach super powerful amazing woman she is i can't even describe all the things that she can do the first word that comes to mind is magnetic and as jessa states it's always divine timing everything will flow so enjoy this brainstorming flow and enjoy Jess's grace wisdom of how we can do less which equals more and in this divine flow it's easy and graceful this does not mean that you don't have determination and confidence there's no special magic so I know that you'll love this interview and that you'll really want to share this with other goddesses. So thank you for listening to me and being a wonderful support of the Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. Anytime you need free resources, you can just go to Julian Goddess Coaching dot com backslash resources and if you're looking to find the being and becoming goddess deck it's on that website as well enjoy listening to jessa the queen of brainstorming state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the Rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, 
Michelle Julian, your goddess guide. Got it. Recording in progress. Yes. So, Jessa, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the three C's and what is the rewiring process you're talking about? So, the five C's, there are five of them. Uh, you can distill them down to three if you're just doing something very brief or if you already have a large following, large and engaged following. Um, but they are clarity. And you get that for yourself. Like, this is what I'm doing, not how I'm doing it. Clarity, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. This is my objective. And then clarity that stems from that for your people, for your audience. Like, there they get it. They see your face. They see your name. They see your branding. They know exactly what they're clicking on. They know exactly. If I watch this live, I know I'm going to get something. I know what I'm going to get. And I know it's going to be useful. And I know it's not going to be wasting my time. Clarity, absolute clarity. People are clear that they are in the right place at the right time with the right person, with the right solution. And so after that, we start building on that clarity and the addictive nature of that clarity, which is then going to help you build your connections, actually leaning in with people and getting people to those internal yeses where they want to find more. And when they go and find more, not only do they find more resources and more potential clarity, they find more people who are aligned with them and a tribe for themselves. So the third C is community. So it's clarity, connection, community. If you're starting something new, start with these three. Always start with these three. And then after that, that's when we can start really having fun on our side, on our own side. We've created a community for our people and they then therefore give it back to you with that sense of community. Now we can start creating that conversion. You don't wanna create conversion until you've actually created a community and given them clarity. Otherwise they're gonna ask questions and it's gonna be an hour long discovery call every time you wanna sell a $14 ebook. You don't want that. Do these in this order create that conversion, but it's more like a con conversion arts or therapy even. It's like a conversion therapy where you're changing people's perspective on whether or not they can benefit from this, whether or not they are able to follow through with this, whether or not they can afford it, whatever it might be, whatever that but is, oh, it's great, I love this person, but whatever that but is, we need to convert that into a, oh, wow. So we need to transmute the anxieties that bring them to you in the first place and say, it's a beautiful thing that you have this issue, this anxiety, this problem. I have the solution for you and I'm happy to give it to you. I'm so excited rather than I love her, but I can't afford it. I love her, but I know I'll never follow through. I love her, but I've already got eight courses that I've already bought and I haven't done any of them. All these buts. And you can only get to understand the language and the actual articulation behind these butts, if you've done the first three steps, creating that clarity for people and that sense of community and the conversations that go on there, that's where all the resources and aha moments and intuitive downloads and intuitive actions are gonna come from so that you can create this conversion. Okay, and that's the fourth one. The fifth one is the most important one. It's the one that's, it's not the last one. It's the one that puts you right back at the beginning again 
and going all the way through it. But this next time you do it, it's going to be faster. And the next time it's going to be faster and faster and faster. And next thing you know, you're like a gyroscope with all the momentum you need. So you can just stop. That's the point where your business becomes set it and forget it. The last C is consistency. You want consistency emotionally, financially, energetically. You want consistency in all levels of your life. And that's where coaching like yours comes in. Creating that that routine, that ritual, that self-care, and that I got this because I've got the right people, the right resources, the right tools, the right massage techniques, the right meditations, the right breathing, the right food, the right amount of sunlight, the right environment, the healthy relationships, all of that is what's going to help you maintain that momentum and create that gyroscope for yourself. So you can be consistent without burning out or without losing faith in yourself. Cause that's a really big thing that really helps people to stay high vibe as we say, or stay in that zone where, you know, oh my gosh, she's been doing this for eight years and she hasn't burned out. She's been doing this for eight years and her message hasn't changed. She's been doing this for eight years and she's still killing it. And she's just getting better instead of having to switch it up and switch it up and switch it up. It's because we have the consistency to stay there without faltering. And we only really falter when we lose faith in ourselves. We really only lose faith in ourselves when we hit that burnout, we have to stop and we have to start all over again and all of that. So that consistency is what's going to keep all of the other things going and healthy and actually on autopilot. Mm. So five C's. Okay. So now how is the clarity happen? The, do you need to watch the trigger, trigger video training before we get into clarity? And I think it's helpful to do that but I think it's before there's a step before the actual the logical triggers these step-by-step 10 triggers it's helpful to go into that with a with the right mindset with the right openness to how am I going to use these things because it's just knowledge otherwise knowledge is power but wisdom Mm -hmm. creates the movement around it and that's an internal thing I can't give you wisdom I can talk to you for nine hours straight and you're like I have so much information now but you won't have that wisdom it's an internal thing so I would suggest watching the actually the one with the eye patch the story so that you can see how I came to this point. What did this to me? How did I use what happened to me? So you can be inspired and be like, yeah, she's actually not a goddess like that. She's a goddess like that. So that people can understand that they can, it's inside of them too. It's all inside of them. And then I bring what's inside of me to things like the clarity of the triggers and how I'm going to present things or the language I'm going to use or even branding, that kind of thing. But it starts with you, what's your offering, why you're offering it, not the how or the money or the finances or the spreadsheets. You know, I love a spreadsheet, but a whole lot has to go in before you even write something down. And that's you saying, I have that clarity within myself. Like, yes, whatever happened to me, maybe that sucked or maybe something happened and it inspired me and now I really want to go forward in this new direction. Whatever that inspiration is, that spark, that why this is happening for me and why I'm giving this, that's the sense of clarity that you really need. And that comes from uncovering a lot of things. So I could have gone two different paths. If you watch the the video, you see what happened and it's, you know, it's a unique story, but it's also, you know, riddled with the same triggers 
and uh, and conditionings even that a lot of people have. A lot of, especially younger women growing up, go through something like this, you know, just feeling unworthy and that kind of thing. So I could be stuck with those conditionings and the triggers that come with those and just been maybe, you know, a little bit less than average housewife or something and not really done much because I didn't value myself. Or I could work on the things in my life that trigger me and see them as gifts. Okay, this is triggering me. Why? What is this showing me? What is the opportunity here? What is the thing that I have the opportunity to heal? So I'm not triggered by that anymore. And then when you started doing that, uncovering me under my conditioning, underneath my triggers, I started doing what it is that other people are like, God damn it. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I started doing it for myself. And that gave me not just the, the fulfillment of the opportunity to heal a wound, but also to open up my gifts, my purpose, my blueprints, whatever you want to call it. I found all of it underneath what everybody else had laid on top of me. And once I started peeling it back, it was not easy. I did not have a good time doing it. <laughs> but on the other side of that, once you've peeled it all back, which is what I explain in that video is the, the peeling of, uh, back of it, the noticing of it. And then even in my book that's coming out, I go through each of the 10 triggers and I talk about a very hard, painful, or even shameful or embarrassing as situation that I went through to learn that trigger and heal it so that I could see it as an opportunity rather than, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that that happened. I never want to think of that again. I healed it. I transmuted it. And it's a gift that I can give to everyone. And every single one of the things in my deck, my, my inspiration deck, the flow code, all of them are triggers. They used to be triggers for me. There's like 50 of them right now. There used to be triggers that I transmuted and turned into gifts. And now it's something that I constantly have my eyes on instead of something I'm constantly not wanting to look at. And it keeps that momentum and that clarity starts there. But then having that clarity and loving it instead of saying, oh my God, I did that. Or, oh my God, I can't believe I was that stupid. Or, oh my God, somebody was mean to me. It's more like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that happened because I have this now. Now I have this, I have my purpose, I have my focus, I have my vision, and I'm ready to go. That's the kind of clarity that we want to start with. It's an internal thing. Look at what triggers you and how can we turn that into a gift? And that's little things like what's in your way right now? Is it imposter syndrome? Let's go there. Mm -hmm. Let's go there together safely, maybe not comfortably, but safely. And we'll work through it so that you can turn it on its head and go along your way. Okay, now let's play with that. Okay. So how about if I'm now in the state of clarity and consistency and connection, and now I need to keep going, keep the momentum going with that. Right. How do I know if I have that inner knowing that this is, something I've healed now. I've figured out that I don't have that imposter syndrome anymore, mm -hmm. but I know that I need to keep showing up for my clients, for my customers. Mm -hmm. How do I keep that momentum without literally losing that clarity and connection? Yeah. So there's, that's what, what one thing that you often come, come with boundaries. 
And that starts with the number one step in clarity when it comes to a plateau, especially uh, when you first came to me, you were at a plateau. You're like, I need to get up there. How do I get past this thing? Right? I'm doing well. My clients love me. Got to get that next thing, but I, I'm stuck in my own head. And you were very much in your body, which is very good for you. Very, very good for you. And, but you were also in your head. You were listening to all of the other voices, shiny object syndrome. Oh my gosh, it took us a few weeks, but we cured you of shiny object syndrome. Uh, it's, it's the idea that what you see is real. That we need to unprogram everybody. What you see, especially online, none of it's real. There's maybe a little smidge of truth, mm -hmm. but it's not real. If you're seeing posts from people saying, do this with your marketing, do that with your marketing. And then you try to do that with your marketing and you get crickets. <laughs> it's because you're trying to do it someone else's way. And they're just spewing information that they probably haven't vetted. There's no proof to that pudding. Don't eat the pudding. Just don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't eat the pudding. You have to get out of your head and really look at things not with your eyes. Look at things with your own alignment. Because yes, yeah, some of these techniques that you see other people, other coaches talking about, I bet they work amazingly for them or for specific people who are just like them with the same mentality, same sort of following, the same sort of engagements and all of that. But if you don't have the exact same things in the exact same order as that person does, their process isn't gonna work for you. It's not. So you've gotta stop looking outward. And a lot of times when people wanna to get to that next step, they look for a coach who's there, who's at that next step. And that coach can say, yeah, I can show you how I got here pay me $5,000 and you will pay them $5,000 and they will do exactly what they told you they were going to do. Tell you how they got there. That's not going to help you unless you are exactly like them. You've got the same audience, the same engagement, the same offerings, the same amount of time, the same, whatever it might be, whatever that might be the same size. I don't care. But what you really want to do when you're looking to get past that, to get to, through the plateau into a space where it's of the expansion, that next level where you're not just growing, you're expanding. You have to do it in a way that works for you. Your alignment, your hard yeses and your hard no's are going to be the first step in there. That's that new level of clarity. In the beginning, it's who am I? What do I want to offer? Why do I want to offer it? What do I need to heal in order to get going? Once you're going, it's now time to say, what do I need to let go of in order to get up there? Instead of what do I need to bring in? What do I need to know? Who do I need to hire? Whatever it is, people keep thinking they have to bring something else in to get there, but you're going up. So you need to actually let go of some stuff so you can get up there. It's like a hot air balloon. That's the only way is to let go. So do more healing work, decide what's working for you, decide what's really, really working for you and what's not working for you. And there's, that's the line that has to be the line of clarity there. It's either going to be really freaking working or not at all. There's no, well, this is kind of working. This is kind of not, we'll see what happens. We already saw what happens. We know what's working really working and what's not like with me. I do Facebook. I love YouTube and just one-on-one -on -one conversations like this. That's, that works really well for me. But in the beginning, I tried a little bit of everything. Oh my God. I had like 3000 Instagram followers in like two weeks. And I was, it was looked on the outside, like it was working for me, but I didn't get enough conversions from it. And I didn't like sitting there looking at other people's egos all day long and try to fit my own ego in with theirs. It was just, no, it was a no. So it was an easy drop. 
Once I dropped that, I made more space for other opportunities and other connections and collaborations and everything else. People were like, why aren't you on Instagram? You're so cute. I'm like, yeah, that's all it is. I know I'm cute. It's all good. I don't have to keep looking at it. I'm fine. So I dropped it. I was like, I'm fine with that. Totally fine with it. And it was weird feeling to not be where everybody else is, but I'm fine with it. And I am a little bit of a hermit anyway. So, but you have to figure out what do you need to drop? What are your hard no's? And for you, once you said, you know what, I don't want to be on social media as much as I have been. I don't want to anymore. I was like, okay, fine. Don't here are some strategies to make that work. And so we grew your group and your alignments. And then once you did that, once you dropped those things, mm -hmm. what happens? Your Oracle cards coming out, you've got the journal, you've got the business coaching. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, it's all, it's happening because you let go, you made room, you let yourself fly. You can't do that when you're carrying around a bunch of things that other people told you to carry that you probably don't need. I like that. I like that. So leading with making room for the things that fill you up so you can serve the people that you need to serve. Get rid of the stuff that's not serving you. And that's a hard yes and a hard no kind of thing. Like hell yes and hell no. None of this waffly in the middle. I like purple, but I really love red. Okay. So get rid of the purple. Mm -hmm. Just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So You've worked with a lot of people that have had very successful offline businesses. Yes. And now with the pandemic happening, people have learned that it's important for them to have a balance of offline and online, and maybe even a little bit more online presence. So if a person has a website mm -hmm. and they have a landing page, and they have a customer base, they have people, you know, kind of ordering their services or products. How does Jessa, the consultant, help that entrepreneur really elevate the expansion? It's a more of an innovation process. I can't just go in and be like, I can help you make more money. Yes, I could do that, but you'd have to give me the reins, literally. <laughs> It's more, how do you want to do this differently now? If you have online and you have offline and you're doing pretty well in both spaces, now it's time to get creative. And we're going to use that using ingenuity based on our empathy and our understanding of our community. If we've already got a healthy and engaged community, the answer is all right there, right there in that community, whether it's a Facebook group or your online community or your family or a school or church groups, Whatever it might be, your answers are not within you. They are within your people. And the idea is to solve a problem that maybe isn't even a problem just yet, but it's just maybe even inconvenience. We don't have to go shaking things up. We don't want to be the disruptors. It can be fun sometimes, but it, that's a lot of work too. It's a, the more disruptive and innovation is, the harder sell it is too. So we just want to go and say, what do you need and how do you need it? in your realm. And that's where you let them tell you what they need instead of saying, what do I need to offer my people? What do I need to offer my people? I need to create something. Come on, ideas. Come on, ideas. Come on. I know I'm smart. I can do this. You just look around you and see where the holes are in your community, in your culture, in the connections, whatever it might be, whether it's health, 
or even just the way something is delivered. Like with me, I noticed a lot of my people, they need more consistency, especially when they're starting something new. They may be really brilliant business minds, but they're starting something new. They won't need me to be their right-hand woman every day. I was like, okay, fine, let's do that. Let's do it. So I created the 30-day momentum program. And then there were other times where people were like, I just need a community to help me just stay focused. Let's do this. So we created the incubator and there are different ways that you can do things. If you are, let's say, let's just pick something random. Let's say you build bridges for a living, right? And you want people to hire you to build their bridges. This is all just falling out of my head right now. <laughs> and there's, you know, other people in the community who build bridges, a bridge is a bridge is a bridge, right? Well, maybe you can find a hole in that industry that you can solve with your own story, your own abilities, your own take on things. So maybe, yeah, I can build a bridge, but I can build a bridge that you can move around. So you just put it wherever you want. Okay, a mobile bridge. Okay, I, I could use that. That sounds good because then I don't have to buy six bridges. Great. So you just market it from their needs backwards. And the, with any industry, whether it's the, the, open, the really rapidly growing wellness industry, CBD, that kind of thing. If you really look around, a lot of these companies are doing things very differently from one another. They're not just all the same thing, doing the same things. I mean, I've tried many CBD products and most of them are kind of all the same, but the ones that I use, I use for specific reasons. They're coming to me with do you have back pain? Yes. Oh God, I do. Okay. That's the one that I need. Or, Hey, you know what? I can deliver this to you. Auto ship it every month. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Or, Oh, Hey, you can use this and you can make money too. Sounds like a plan. There's all these different ways to go about innovation, but it starts with your people, your community, and even using innovation as a, like a resource or leverage to open up your community to bring in more people. So maybe you've solved all the problems for the people in your immediate community. And they're just like, we love you. We love you. We love you. But you're plateaued, right? You need to bring in more people. Use your innovation to say, what other problems could I solve? And use your initial community. Just ask questions, be insightful, ask fun, insightful questions of your people. And they'll tell you, be like, oh my gosh, my aunt, she does this, this, and this, and this. She's like, oh, I can do, I could, I could do that. I can create a solution for that. And there you go. There's a whole nother community of people because we need to realize that, yes, we're all special snowflakes and butterflies, but we're not exactly one of a kind in our needs and in our requirements and our desires. Mm -hmm. like me myself I am a I'm an archetype you're an archetype and if we can just kind of start collecting archetypes mm -hmm. then we can really start opening our communities right right this is so good and juicy Jessa very spur of the moment I did not know we were going to do this I'm so happy that we decided to meet today at 12 o'clock because it was on my mind of I know that there's people out there that are in between online and offline more so now than ever because of the pandemic. They really see the need for online. So I think a year and a half has passed. Yeah. We're now almost into two years heading into, God, I can't believe it's September. It's going to be October before you know, it. it's going to be a full two years mm -hmm. since the pandemic. And I think if anyone had a viable business and is still relevant, relevant, they have had to do something 
mm-hmm. online with a you know some type of website like yeah. someone grabbed them and said hey i'll do your website for you mm-hmm. hey you know you have you know a service how about you know getting some products too and this is how you're going to do it so i want people to know why you're different than all of the other business consultants out there comparing all of the others, because there are others, as we said, there's many others that do what we all do. Yeah. I'm one of about 4 million, I think. (laughs) So thing is it's not coaching. I don't even really like the word consulting, even though it is the best industry match, I guess. It's a rewiring process. My, what I really love to do is change people from not even just the inside, but like their higher selves in, from the, the outest to furthest outside in, so that they are literally rewired. So that the next time a crisis like this happens, they're wired to innovate naturally and with self-trust and self-love and the ability to say, I got this and to fail as fast as possible so that they can just keep pivoting, 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 pivoting and stay ahead of the crisis rather than do something in in exchange for, I don't wanna be in a crisis anymore. It's more like, you know what? I see that coming and I'm gonna go do this right now. You can stay 10 steps ahead of that darkness, of that negative energy, if you just rewire. So you can work with me. And then the next time something like this happens, because the world keeps turning, right? Something else is going to come up in life and you're going to be prepared for, and you're going to have that, that resiliency to be able to stay above, keep your head above water so you can see clearly. Don't let yourself get so triggered and afraid and make some decisions and some intuitive actions, no matter what it is. It doesn't always have to be a business thing too. This is a general rewiring that works really well for business and for personal. Hmm, I like it. I like it. It's super juicy. As always, these conversations are so juicy. And we are going to actually put this in the podcast of Rise of the Goddess Collective because it's time. It's time because we all know that you have been very, very busy rewiring your whole personal life because you now have a wonderful person in your life and it's time for you to integrate all Mm -hmm. and show how people can actually survive from getting divorced divorces and pandemics (laughs) (laughs) and pandemics it's been a ride this last year all survivable and how you are actually innovating and pivoting literally minute by minute because that's really kind of what my observation is it's like (laughs) oh that's the problem okay here is what I'm going to do yeah you know and and that's coming from experience it's really that's what we all can't just have it because we don't have the experience so working with you in that light is like having a team of people that have been through lots of other things right it's like all the years and years because 
you've done real estate, you've done modeling, you've done what other things you've done? I can't remember. There's a little mini list. The media <laughs> consulting. Yes. Uh, small business development. Yes. Marketing specialist. All the things. Yeah. I mean, if you had to list them in bio, <laughs> I mean, it would be so endless yeah. and it would sound like, like you're kind of like, you know, bragging because yeah. there's just so much that you have experience with and you bring that all into your rewiring because it's natural for right. you. The natural rewiring. And I think that rewiring in itself can be scary for people because they don't understand what it really yeah. means and how it can help them. Yeah, it can be scary. I have seen people going through through things like this on their own, their, their own personal rewiring. And a lot of times these, these changes, these awakenings and ahas, for most people, they happen because of some sort of trauma or tragedy. And it can be very scary to just see yourself all of a sudden rewired. But if you're doing it intentionally, even if it's triggered by some tragedy or trauma or potential issue down the line that you're trying to prevent, it's still very scary. The thing that makes it easier, it's not easy. I'm not going to say that working with me is going to be, you know, sunshine and everything. It's, you know, there's a lot of left laughter and love and growth, but sometimes that introspectiveness hurts a little. But the idea here is for it to not hurt quite so much because you're being witnessed. Somebody is watching you and saying, I see you. Yes, you are moving in the right direction. Yes, you are making changes. Somebody to say, I see you. I'm here for you. I love you. What do you need? Instead of just saying, here's your homework. Go see you next week. <laughs> yes, that is the key component of the rewiring is the nurturing process that you literally integrate into your whole system mm -hmm. of awareness. I mean, the, aware, the awareness is the self-awareness for the person, but right. your own witnessing of their self-awareness is the magic. Exactly. And a lot of it is, you know, everybody's unique, their own process for rewiring and awakening to the idea that they are in control, complete control, that's a huge aha, but it, it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But there are some general things that I can say, this is probably going to come up. Like when I told you when we first, you're in a few weeks, you're going to go through what's called the entrepreneurial break. And I broke it down for you. And when you hit it, you were like, I'm in the break, help me. You knew where you were because I told you what was coming down the line. Mm -hmm. And that's really helpful for people when they're being witnessed. They understand that they're in capable hands with somebody who's done this before. I am going to stop this because someone's actually ringing the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't want them to hear our conversation because it's private. Absolutely. We can edit this out. Yeah. Stop. There we go. We're back. We had a little mini break here at the Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. And we want to talk about how the clarity launch for people that want to work with Jessa and how it's gonna be so easy to work with her 
and get that clarity that is necessary because as we discussed earlier, that clarity is the first step. Exactly. So the first step in that is uh, just uh, what I call microdosing in your in in your rewiring. Just start with some micro doses, see if it feels right, see if it clicks with you, see if it's the right vibe for you. And that's the YouTube channel. If you go to my website, it's right there, just jessagrace.com. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. There are, I think last I checked, like over 50 hours of free trainings and resources and documentations and everything and interviews with other elite level coaches in their own industries that I've worked with, including Michelle and Dr. Tiana and Daniel Levin, a lot of people um, have contributed to this channel for the sake of the greater good. So start there, it's free and you just binge it, just push play, go about, go for a drive, do your dishes, listen, just listen. And I suggest you listen rather than watch more often than not, unless I'm like giving you a spreadsheet or a document or something, just because it's easier for you to digest it when you're only using one sense instead of all of them. Another hack that I like to use to rewire your brain to absorb more information and assimilate it faster is turn off the screen, just listen and listen to it at double speed. It'll sound really weird. I do sound like a chipmunk when I'm at double speed. I promise you, your brain catches up to it really quickly. And that exercise in your brain actually having to expand itself is expanding your neuroplasticity, which creates more room in your brain at that higher speed. When, and then you'll see when you put it back to normal speed, I sound like I'm talking really slow. Like I have no idea what I'm saying. It's really funny. So try those two things and see how, uh, how it really comes to you. Because when you're listening faster than you're thinking, you don't have, your brain literally doesn't have time to get in the way and say, oh, but, or, oh no, or what if? It's literally just dumping into your brain when you listen to it at double speed. So that's the first step. And once you're there, you're going to start ha having questions, which is natural. If you don't have any questions, wow, great, yay. But you're going to have questions. How is usually the question. How would I do that? How do I implement this? Or what tools would I need to do that? Or, oh my God, that sounds incredibly stressful. I don't want to do that. So that's where you're really going to want to take that next step. And there are lots of different options and opportunities I have for the people who are going forward with me starting now going forward. I've put together the Institute and that is everything that anybody who's worked with me in the past has ever gotten. So all of the retreats, all of the master classes, all of the boot camps, all of the lessons, all even my 30-day program, a different lesson every day for 30 days to just get yourself off the ground. It's called the incubator. All of it is in the Institute, all in one spot. It's more of a self-paced rewiring that you can do for yourself. It is in a specific order. You can do it in any order you want, but I do lay it out. Do this first, then do this, then do this, then do this, so that you can just kind of move through the process of the technical side of rewiring yourself, the actual business setting up of the tools and that sort of thing. This is a great option for people who maybe aren't ready to financially jump into something really big like the elite coaching. And it's also for someone who has done a lot of that work themselves, that actual internal awareness 
work where, yes, I know that I'm triggered. I have worked through a lot of my triggers. I've gone through the phases of hating and then forgiving and then accepting and, you know, all of that. And they don't have issues like imposter syndrome or procrastination, you know, these things that get in the way, these things about us as people, these things that get in the way, if they've taken care of a lot of that, the Institute's a really great idea because it is everything, everything that I would give you one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, here it is. And then there's the, the one-on-one -on -one rewiring where we work together every day to create the momentum, the change to even hunt down, like, like we're actually like hunter gatherer women and we're hunting down our triggers and our dark sides and our shadows to really superpower. You become literally a superwoman, and you've got all the tools, resources, and technology that you need. It comes with a website. Even it comes with all of the technology you would need. If it's bots, great. If it's an email campaign, great. If it's just, you know, an, an online course. Great. Let's do it. Let's, let's tackle the demons. Let's tackle the shadows. Let's tackle the technology. And then we'll be on top. No more plateaus, no more res re resistance. You're just ready to go and you're wired to do it again and again and again, faster and faster and faster for yourself. So the Institute is for people that pretty much have been online for three to four years, kind of have figured things out. They've either worked with you before, mm -hmm. let's say, because we all know there's yeah. people that are going to listen to this and watch this because we're going to put this on YouTube too, even though my hair looks like crazy. Um, but that's okay because I don't have any I didn't know problem. We were, I didn't even do makeup. <laughs> I know. I have no problem with imposter syndrome because I am not an imposter. This is me. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. So the Institute is great for people who have worked with me before one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, most people who work with me one-on-one, -on -one, they have it anyways. It's been something that I give to everybody. So if you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you get the Institute too. That's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But that's for the people who have been online for a while. They understand kind of the ins and outs of the algorithm, even if it's they don't completely understand it. They're aware of it and that it's a pain in the butt. I do talk about how to manipulate it a little bit, how to work with it, massage it a little bit in the Institute so that you can kind of get some of these technology things off of your shoulder and out of your head. Mm. Just get it all out of the way. Okay. I have an understanding and you understand that you don't have to have anything memorized. You don't have to be a guru in any of these things. Just a general awareness is helpful. And then the Institute will help you kind of massage into what you're offering, how you're going to offer it what a launch is and isn't, what this should look like, what it doesn't have to look like. If it doesn't look like this, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's like that, but it's intense. Mm -hmm. I think it would take somebody at least two months to go through the whole thing if they did one thing a day. Okay. And it comes with your elite coaching. It comes, it's included in the elite yes. coaching. And then anything that I go do moving forward, if I do the mm -hmm. retreat next month, I'll put that in there as well. So you get what's in the past and you always, you'll get a notification when I put new things into the Institute. And that's forever. Forever. One time purchase forever. Wow. Wow. That is a huge value because, <laughs> how do I know? Because, because <laughs> I've been through <laughs> all of Jess's training and then some. <laughs> Some of the train, trainings, we don't even call it names. Yeah, it's <laughs> here. <laughs> so 
I want you to share with the audience how you pivoted your business from being on an island to now being in New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, and how it actually has expanded your, you know, understanding of really how, you know, pivoting and and innovating your super skills and how, how it's all played out and how it manifested so many other things for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Talk of, I know firsthand that the process of pivoting and expansion, it's not fun. So most of people who come to me like yourself, you're at the plateau, you need what's next and you're triggered by something, like something happened and I got to get past, past this plateau because I cannot under any circumstances stay here. And that was where I was. I was on the island living the lovely life, but behind the scenes, things were pretty difficult. Uh, I was in, in not a great marriage. And so had to end that while I was on the island and it was okay for a little while, but then I started realizing I needed more resources in my life that the island didn't afford. So we, we moved back to the States here to Poughkeepsie and started all over again. So my business itself was doing great. It was lovely. It was, I had my collective, we had a magazine and publishing company. It was, it was bursting at the seams, but it was also kind of at a plateau. Like I I literally felt like I was suffocating myself with the lack of innovation space that I had with it. And I had to make some changes because I was seeing where I and my conditioning was allowing for some things that were not good for me and were also making me a crutch for other people. And then I became the excuse for other people, why they weren't being successful. I became the, the, the landing pad or the garbage pail for other people's reasons and procrastinations and excuses and stuff like that. And so I had to pause it all. I paused everything and I explained very clearly, this is what's going on in my life. I'm stepping back. Thankfully, my business was good enough that I didn't, you know, I had my, my financial cushion and everything and I still had my one-on-one clients, but I had to pause the outside facing part of my business. And I learned a lot about what I had created. What I thought I had created was this beautiful economy and community. I actually kind of created a monster for myself. People depended on me way too highly. They were paying me not, uh, some people not even at all, just coming up with excuse after excuse as to why they didn't want to or couldn't pay me. And I just had to let it go. And like I was saying earlier, you have to figure out what you have to drop in order to rise up. And I had to drop something that I was very much attached to. I was actually very proud of it. My ego was like, no way we're dropping that one. That's our thing. We're not dropping that. But I did. I dropped it and they showed me their colors. Let's say these people who were my cheerleaders and, you know, shouting my names from the rooftop became like vicious even. And so I realized, wow, I guess that's a good thing I dropped that because I had no idea. I had no idea. And then, you know, you hear whisperings, people talking behind your back and, you know, just conversations about you that you're not a part of, but you're very much aware are happening, that kind of thing. 
So I had to pivot anyway. So I was like, okay, let's do this. So I did, I pivoted. I dropped a lot of my group coaching. I will be doing that again soon, but on a very elite level. If you want to even talk to me now, you got to go through the channels. I don't just pick up the phone anymore. I don't just hop on Zoom anymore. You got to be vetted through people like Michelle here. I, I just don't, I can't be that available because then I'm not available to myself. I had blinders on because I was in service mode at all times. And that's a, it's a great place to be. It's a great trait to have one of service and providing and being self-efficacy and everything, but you gotta be able to sit on the throne. You have to be able to sit in that goddess state and be like, mm -mm, you think you can touch me? I don't think so. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And I earned that. I had to earn those stripes by falling down and pivoting and reworking and rewiring my own self at the fastest pace, like white hot fast, so that I could get to the place where I had the resilience to just let it all go. I literally let it all go. I let the name go. I let every program go. I let everything drop and I rebuilt it. Now under this new, it's the same name, Heartfelt, but it's a very different feel. It's a very different vibe. The community and people that I am aiming to serve are very different people now. When I was doing this before, a year and a half ago, it was for everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone. If you're here to help people, come find me, knock on my door, fill my inbox, whatever you want to do. And it still very much is, but the free side of it. It's all, there's hundreds and hundreds of hours between Facebook and YouTube, free stuff. Go get it. It's for everyone. Share it, spread the word. I hope it serves you. Go get them. But when it comes to me, my space, my time, my energy, I want people that I'm aligned with. And it was when I made that tweak, like you have to be aligned in the hell yes and hell no alignment. Not the, well, she's pretty aligned. I guess I could work with them. It's a hell yes and a hell no aligned. And you know, most of the clients that I've been working with lately, and they're practically you in a different body. <laughs> That's how aligned we are. So I've become more not picky. I'm not going to say I'm picky and, oh, look at me. I'm so special. You can't touch me. But mm -hmm. I'm more, I find my own value and I see my own value. And if I'm going to help other people do that for themselves, I sure as hell had better be walking the talk. So mm -hmm. I need to find my space every morning, even my own value. Where am I? What's my energy level? Where am I at? What are my objectives today? What are my boundaries? How am I going to, how am I going to hold my boundaries today is one of the biggest questions that I ask myself so that I don't feel guilt so that I don't feel like I'm not fulfilling obligations so that I don't feel like I'm being pulled in every direction. That's really the biggest thing. And how am I going to hold my boundaries is know this, to know no to that, or I'll see what I can do to that is not going to work. We can't say maybes. We can't say LCs. I say, you can't say I'll think about it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And it's scary. It really is because other, especially females, look at people who function this way. And if they don't have that energy, if they don't have, they haven't attained this sort of, energy for themselves, they're going to think things, say things, spread things, you know, who does she think she is? Oh, she's super full of herself. You know? Yeah. You know what I am? I like myself pretty great on purpose. <laughs> and I need to protect that for mm -hmm. the sake of my children, for the sake of the greater good, for the sake of my loved ones, my friends, my sanity, 
my finances, all of it. I have to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the boundaries thing is a huge, huge component that women have a hard time learning and having that rewiring of what does a boundary mean? You know, a boundary means that you're protecting yourself and the other person. Exactly. It's not not just about you. It's about the other person and how you don't want to get into a relationship with your client Mm -hmm. that can develop into an unhealthy pattern of dependency. Or, or even resistance, we don't want, or resentment. Oh, especially when it comes to like your family and your loved ones, those mm-hmm. boundaries protect you both from resenting each other down the line. Right, right. So I think that people almost forget about that component when they're online because yeah. of the fact. Activity, yeah. Yes, it, it, and you're not, because you're not doing a lot of face-to-face contact with people and you're doing more, you know, like wide, broad strokes of here's my program, watch this thing, then come here and now work with me. That energy is um, almost like a, like people just forget about the, 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 um, the next steps mm-hmm. of how to start communicating with exactly. that energy. Not that much of a of a, a leap from in person though, because you don't just walk into somebody's office and demand their attention when they're working, right? Right. You, you know, send an email, text them, make an appointment at least. Yes. Right? You can't just barge into somebody's living room and say, make me dinner. You have to have an invitation. And right. you don't get an invitation just for existing. That's the, the difference online is people think I'm here, serve me. And that's not how the real world works. And now right. I'm definitely helping to massage the real world back into our communications and our expectations online. Exactly. Because what I think people think that they think, oh, I tagged, like, I'll just give you an example. Oh, I tagged Jessa or oh, I tagged you know, so-and-so that, you know, I worked with, or she worked with me one time I tagged her. So she knows that I'm doing X, Y, Z, and I want to involve her Mm -hmm. into the message. And so the first question is just because you tag them doesn't necessarily mean that they actually even a wanted to hear about it. I don't care about someone's told nail polish collection. Uh, I've gotten tagged in so many weird stuff. I'm like, I don't have time to even know this. I want my five seconds back, please. Exactly. Unless you know that they are going to help carry that message. Otherwise you're hurting them and yourself. Number one. Oh my God. Yeah. Unless you know for sure that that person is going to put their heart in the right place. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Or ask if you're, if you're unsure, ask. Exactly. And I think the thing is, is Facebook itself is doing its own rewiring with posts. And that's why, you know, they might take down posts, you know, and people are not really sure why they're doing. 
And, you know, they're, they're figuring things out themselves, like why they can't, you know, have that up there anymore. And so if it feels um, like a shortcut, yeah. Facebook's going to figure it out yeah. and they're going to stop it. I remember ladder posts, right? Like, you know, those, and then Facebook's like, I oh, can't be doing that anymore. Remember people posting all over the place at the same time? Mm-hmm. Nope. Can't do that. If it feels like an easy shortcut for your marketing, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Facebook's not going to have it because Facebook even though it's this big monster conglomerate, it's the, the algorithm is designed for communication and connection. So if you're doing things that will create that, then yes. And of course it's an algorithm. So it has very specific parameters for communication and connection. So this robot knows that any comment that has like four sentences or more is probably a communication and connection. So it's going to favor that. Anything that's just an emoji, the algorithm's already programmed to know that that's not communication and connection. So it's going to actually hurt that. So people who used to say, give me emoji if you love Fridays, get 80 emojis. It does nothing for your marketing. It does nothing for the algorithm. Stop doing the lazy stuff. If it feels like a shortcut, it is. It's like, this is, these are, these are no, not secrets, by the way, that we're sharing. A lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast kind of know this. And if you don't, then you definitely want to. This is all in the Institute. That's just the surface. The Institute really goes into all of this, how to be insightful and how to create that sense of community and connection. And, and how? Do we get a hold of this? This is Jessa Grace. Jessagrace.com. Dot com. Really simple. You don't have to try to figure out where she is. Just her name. Jessagrace.com. And all of your options are there. And depending on when you're listening to this, there may be some new things. I've got a few new things coming up for this fall that I'm really excited about. Ooh, wow. Behind the scenes. I guess... It's time for us to end this podcast and give us your um, one major rise of the goddess wisdom shares for Mm. not just entrepreneurs, but human beings here on this planet earth going through this crazy time. Yeah, I would say considering everything that's happening right now, especially with my children going back to school during a pandemic and everything, uh, when I dropped them off, they were not having it. They were just practically numb. I couldn't even get a smile out of them or a thumbs up or anything for their picture for their first day. And my heart was breaking on the inside. And I was like, I can't let them go inside like this. I could, there were no parents allowed in the building. You drop the kids off outside and they go inside. Like, I can't do it. And just, it popped out of me. I reminded my children that they have superpowers. And I said, don't forget to use your superpowers today. And Ellie was like, yeah, I says, you're right. You're right. I have superpowers because we practiced their superpowers all summer. And LJ was like, how will I know which ones to use? And I said, you'll just know that's your number one superpower. <laughs> I love it. There's always something within you. You have the tools, you have the resources to rise above in the goddess collective and outside in the real world as well. You can rise above it all and everything is reversible. 
Every situation is reversible. Every feeling is reversible. Every trigger is reversible. Nothing is permanent. Practice impermanence and then worry more about your superpowers. So let go. Again, if you're going to rise, you have to let go of some things and letting go of the idea that I'm screwed right now is probably the first thing to let go of. And really practice using your superpowers and find them and they're buried underneath your conditioning. Thank you so much, Jessa, for doing this impromptu interview. <laughs> Very this, is where, this is where all the juicy happens when we don't plan things. Exactly. <laughs> and I, fortunately for me, have the ability to do this for a podcast because I have your I have a podcast and I am basically going to share it out to all of your already people that love know and like you and who knows some people might not even know who you are and they'll listen to this and they'll be like oh I like this person I want to work with her Yay. I'm available through my messenger on my website if you want to contact me, that is the best place to do it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessa, for this time. And we will be talking soon. Bye for now. Thank you for being here inside the Goddess Collective. I wanted to let you know that when you come to the Collective, you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess. There are bare bones, basic one-on-one goddess tips and tools. You'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp it's a taster of the Julian Method. I help you get started on your goddess practice. You'll find it at the JulianGoddessCoaching.com. And also, a real special treat, you can receive the Being and Becoming Goddess Oracle Deck. Yes, I birthed this during the pandemic. Super juicy. You'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio. Juicy, juicy goddess things are in store for you. I am so excited for you and this journey. Have a glorious day. And remember, your activation is my activation.
have a great day.